folks, and welcome back to the footyjumpers.com podcast. My name is Rob, and my co-host is Lockie. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the footyjumpers.com podcast. So, last episode, we reached up to 2014. So, this is actually going to be our last episode for the season, as we are just about to run into the grand final week. So, mm-hmm. let's just go from 2014 up until this season, this episode, and then, yeah, we'll probably call it wraps for the end of the 40 season. So, yeah, um, Everyone else is. We yeah, might as well too. We may as well <laughs> get, get, yeah. get the mad Monday. Um, so, let's just jump straight into it. What's sort of overview of the period, Rob, and then oh, we'll jump yeah. into it. Well, I guess the last, what's that, the last seven or eight years. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for me, one of the first things is the socks have changed uh by 2017 i guess most players are wearing calf length socks it's really only the ruckman who have got uh what do you call it like shin guards um that are wearing long socks these days or knee length socks uh there's some jumper changes the lions dropped the paddle pop lion carlton returned to their like 1927 monogram that they'd worn up to 97 uh, North had changed to blue and white stripes from white with blue stripes, mostly so they could wear blue shorts. Uh, you've got Port Adelaide took the back of the prison bar jumper and added it to their home jumper. Richmond, they changed from like a grey and mustard sort of colour to, you know, proper black and yellow. Uh, St Kilda dropped the white collar or went back to the white collar and cuffs. They'd adopted black for a couple of years there. Uh, And then you've got some of the, uh, what do you call them, like the one-off jumpers like Essendon. Uh, But, you know, by this sort of time, there's now a dedicated round for a lot of the one-off jumpers. Uh, We've got, and then most recently, we've got GWS have changed the G on their jumpers now in the middle. And I guess the other main addition is the sponsors, which are now, you know, over the, the on the back of the jumpers. We've now got sponsors above the numbers and 2022 would be the first year that everyone had one of those. So plenty of content. A, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what we'll be talking about. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So I think, um, Obviously, there's a lot there, so I think probably the best is just sort of start. We'll go back to 2015 and then work through the years right. progressively like that. So let's just jump straight into 2015. I think you mentioned something about the Scanlon footy card. I know we've, we've brought that up a couple times in prior podcasts, but, um, yeah, what's the, what's the go with that? Well, this was the year. This was the first season that they went back to the old, you know, what they call the Fitzroy Lion. Uh, we've discussed in older episodes that – the line that Fitzroy used on their jumpers from 1968 to the 1970s uh, was a different line to what the club was using, and that's because the AFL had licensed what was the Scanlon's footy card logo. Uh, they did use it for two or three years before they dropped it for sponsorship, and you know, and then it was just the, the sponsor logo that was on their jumpers or on the you know on their chest. And they had the FFC Fitzroy monogram. And then when Brisbane started, they used that jumper from 97. The jumper had the, you know, what I call the Scanlon's footy card logo. Uh, it wasn't quite the same as the one that they'd used, you know, as the on the the, um, the embroidered logo on the club jumpers from 1968. But as I say, from 2015, 
they had been using the Paddle Pop Lion, which is the club logo, uh, Brisbane Lion, and they've dropped that and gone back to the the side version of the um, yeah Fitzroy Lion. Yeah, right. So I think um, going straight from that, it was what else was in twenty fifteen? Was it Carlton? You mentioned earlier as well. Carlton, Carlton? yeah. So yeah, so Carlton they went back to the future. Uh, so from. <laughs> They had, well, from 27 to 97, you know, when they were good, uh, they <laughs> basically wore the same jumper, navy blue with a white CFC monogram. It yeah, changed slightly over the years with, um, you know, people's ability to knit and, and to um, sew that CFC monogram onto the jumpers. But I think that was sort of widely associated with all their success. And so... From 98, when the printed jumpers were available, they went with what was the club logo on their jumpers. And just because it was, or I think it was probably heat-pressed on the Nike ones, it probably wasn't sublimated into it. But that was the, the, the club logo, which is a little more, what would you call it, graphic designed than the, the, the one that was able to be sewn on. And then from 2015 to sort of go back to that, you know, Guernsey associated with success. Uh, yeah, 2015, they actually went back to the old school CFC monogram. Yeah, right. So did that, um, that work for them, going back to the old the old monocle of success? Uh, look, look um, well, I haven't made the final since, so <laughs> take, that as you, take that as you will. Um, they, you know, they're continually building. Can't. Yeah, let's say let's put good. it that way. Almost yeah. this year, almost. Um, so then, what else is 2015? I think. What else did we touch uh, on? Well, was yeah, there well, one-off jumpers? Was, Anzac and Indigenous. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. So in 2015, well, 2014, 15, but 2015 for the Anzac jumpers, uh, 2014 for the Indigenous round jumpers, and then by 2015, you know, everybody's involved and in doing it and so forth, but. What we've got now, and it, you know, this would be one of the changes that we've seen in footy over the years, is we've got specific rounds where at those rounds you're expecting them to come out with designs for that round. So Anzac Day, you've got, um, well, Anzac Round because the night before Anzac Day, Melbourne and Richmond play each other and they are now you know beginning to wear... Um, you know, special jumpers for that. And then Essendon and Collingwood will play each other on Anzac Day and then they'll have their own jumpers, you know, that they make specific to that round. But then we're also getting every club doing, I'll call them an Indigenous jumper, and that's because although it is Sir Doug Nichols' round, they actually don't just wear them um, in the Sir Doug Nichols' rounds because there's generally two rounds of Sir Doug Nichols rounds. Uh, but then there's also NIDOC week, and a lot of clubs have taken to wearing their, their Indigenous round jumpers in those as well. So so we sort of expect each club to have, you know, three or four jumpers now. Um, you know, certainly a home, a clash and an Indigenous jumper. And then for some of these other clubs now, we're seeing, you know, an Anzac round jumper is definitely going to be you know, something that you see. So that's another thing that really 2015 was the beginning of and, you know, we're now seeing every year, you know, new designs. Yeah, so what was happening before that, like 2014 onwards? What was the 
Oh, well, before that, there was no Indigenous round. There was, um, or before 2014, there was Essendon and Richmond met Dreamtime at the G. Richmond had had a jumper uh, a couple of years in a row, yeah, which was Indigenous art. But um, Essendon didn't for the you know for a few years there, and then eventually everybody came out with um, yeah with an artwork designed by an Indigenous artist, and they you know, go through the whole process of getting it approved by the AFL, uh, getting the jumpers made, and and so on and so on. So um, yeah, so that's basically where the where we've ended up. And the Anzac too was not much beforehand. No. No, they, well, what they used to do was they just had the Anzac logo on the jumper. And so it was a Collingwood jumper or an Essendon jumper. And then it also had an Anzac Day logo. Yeah. Eventually that became, you know, poppies and came photos of soldiers and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, right. This is a, those are both topics that <laughs> next season we'll probably jump into further because yeah. there's so much, there's so much content there. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, you know, um, we can have debates on how respectful that is to the fallen and so forth. Yeah, for another yeah, for again, another time. That'll be keep, a, yeah, keep another, for... another podcast for another time. There's some hot takes. Um, <laughs> they may well be. So moving on to the timeline then. So 2016, anything going on? 2016 was a banner year for me. There were very little changes in footy jumpers. Take the year so off. So I was very pleased. Yeah, well, not quite, but like I mentioned, just except for the home and away changing maybe the manufacturers, uh, maybe there was like designing an Indigenous jumper for every single team, Anzac Day jumper for four of the teams. Apart from that, uh, yeah, quite. Mm. Easy. <laughs> so we'll just jump straight on in to say 2017. Is there... You mentioned at the start the socks, right? So it was Carflank's yeah. socks and this was twenty seventeen? Well that's yeah, I feel like that's one of the, the changes in the overall uh look of footballers. You know, obviously the things that have changed over the years have been players no longer wear long sleeve jumpers for the most part. Um the shorts that players wear, you know, no longer go down to their knees. They're but they're also not no longer up their butt crack like they were in the 80s. So, you know, they're sort of a, um, what would you call it, a third to the knee, perhaps, something like that. You know, they they have some sort of length to them, but they're not they're not quite as long as soccer shorts, for example. But but socks are one thing where uh, it, it was, well, they, they used to be up to your knee. Socks, you know, footy socks came up to your knee and when you're at school, you're, school football coach said you pull your socks up and you know if you can't be a footballer you should at least look like a footballer um <laughs> but what we found by i guess the mid to mid 2010s was that a lot of players were just getting the long socks and then just pulling them down and just um you know leaving them at their calves and so by 2017 the afl came out with official afl calf length socks that are you know basically made for only being pulled up to the bottom of your calf muscle and so that then allowed for the designs that they want to have on the socks which then differentiate one team from another uh they can you know 
basically wear a calf length sock and still not look like the opposition. Uh, so by 2017, you find virtually everyone in the team has the calf length socks, except for perhaps some of the taller players who might be involved in ruck contests and therefore will have a shin guard in and uh, you know they'll have a long sock that covers that shin guard. Right, so this so, is just pure yeah. pure fashion choice. Uh, I guess. I mean, I'm, I imagine the uh, the shorter socks will give you what would you call it? Um, yeah, they're not as restrictive on your calf muscle. Um, yeah, they you know your legs may get hot from running around, etc. And so perhaps that avoids overheating. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say mostly comfort. Mm. One of the things that that does then mean is that in the overall um, build of a player, their arms are going to be the same colour, given, you know, given that players are generally the same colour. Obviously, there are some variances in skin tone. But the from the, short, from the bottom of the shorts right down to the top of the socks... You know, it's just going to be people's legs. And so I guess what it does is it just means there's so much more um, or so much less uniform that's actually on display. And so that's why there's even more of a requirement for, um, well, clash uniforms, you know, uniforms of different colours, etc. just to uh, as much as possible separate, you know, one team from the next. Yeah, yeah, right. So, and then yeah. what was it with um, North changing? Yeah, so, well, this is to do with the AFL's clash policy. So in 2007, and I don't believe they've actually revised it since, the AFL had a policy that said clubs have to have a dark uniform and a light uniform. And if you have a light uniform, then you wear white shorts and light socks with that uniform. If you have a dark uniform, you have dark shorts and whatever socks you like, but then you get to nominate what your home uniform is, your light or your dark, and that's it. So North Melbourne, they've been wearing what is mostly a white jumper with blue stripes, and then their expectation was they would wear blue shorts and blue socks with that. Well, then they changed to blue and white hoop socks, so that's a different thing. But the the thing was the the AFL's policy said if you're a white jumper team or when you're wearing your white jumper you're going to wear your white shorts. So they wanted to wear their blue shorts at home, and so they changed their home jumpers to mostly blue with white stripes. So that was why they changed. Uh, they just changed back. I mean, my understanding was this was unpopular with the North supporters. And so what they've now ended up with was going back to the white jumpers with blue stripes and then they just wear white shorts in, uh, I'll say, a majority of games, certainly for the early part of 2022. And then there were a few games which for apparently no reason that I understood, uh, they turned out in blue shorts. I think they played Richmond and probably Hawthorne at some point during this season. And they wore their blue shorts and the opposition wore white shorts, which didn't seem to make any sense to me. But, um, yeah, I mean, apart from, I, I guess the uh, the other exception is whenever anyone plays Sydney or, Bris uh, Sydney or Gold Coast, 
they will wear their uh, coloured shorts against those two teams. But yeah, North wore white shorts in every game. Uh, but then when they got to round 15, they were wearing blue shorts against Adelaide. Um, maybe it's the Tassie games or something similar. But mm. uh, oh, they, no, they wore it in Docklands against Richmond. Um, Hawthorne wore white shorts in Tasmania against North Melbourne in blue. So, yeah, the AFL have got this policy, but they don't always adhere to it. Right. So it's just whatever they're feeling. It feels like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> make it up as we go. Sounds like the AFL. Um, so <laughs> then, yeah, that's probably North Melbourne. I think you also mentioned 2017. We had um, a few others. One of them was Port, right, adopting the prison yeah. bars? Well, uh, well, they put a white... Okay, so the back of the prison bar jumper is is black and then it has a white number panel and then the numbers are in black. And so their home jumper had been just a black jumper which with white numbers on. So what they did was they changed it to put that white number bar or number panel across the back and then black numbers. So, yeah, I mean, it has the look of the prison bar jumper from behind at least. And I guess it is a fairly distinctive Port Adelaide look, that black jumper with the white number panel um, has been their look, you know, back from whenever they started wearing it. Yeah. Which is quite a few years ago now. Yeah, right. You know what? There's an excellent website that documents the history of footy jumpers. I'll, I'll just go <laughs> to that website right now and tell you that their pre-AFL jumpers, they started wearing the number panel in uh, 19... 28 they had a few years in the 40s and 50s where they didn't wear it but they've been wearing it since 1951 there you go so yeah that white number panel has been a, a port adelaide thing for a very long time um so yeah that's that's been their change they are still not allowed to wear their prison bar jumper so they've got half of it um which is the back half they're just taking what they can get because they're not allowed to <laughs> yeah. run it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the other jumper change in 2017 was the Richmond, right? They had the grey and well, mustard yeah. or something. I mean, I, I call it, I mean, realistically, everybody seemed to call it that because I know Brendan Gale made comment about it. Uh, they had a particular manufacturer, uh, well, well, apparel sponsor, I think we call them, that, and they're no longer in the AFL jumper business. But the well, whether the dye they used or the quality of the jumpers, whatever that was, they tended to look just very faded. And so Richmond would run out and they'd realistically, they'd just look grey because the black had sort of faded and the yellow had faded to like this mustardy sort of colour. And so in at the end of 2016, they went to Puma as their manufacturer and they wanted to be very clearly yellow and black, you know, like the old school well, a little bit like what Carlton did, you know, the Back to the Future. They had had a period where they had been unsuccessful and so they wanted to go back to that, uh, you know, reflecting the period of success and that was a very definitely black jumper with a yellow sash on it. And so, right. yeah, so did, that's what they did. Did that um, Did that work out for them, sort of, to go back to the period of success? Well, in their case, you'd probably argue it did. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, it's not just the footy jumpers that they're wearing, but uh, 
I'd say over the well since 2017, you'd probably say Richmond's done all right for themselves. Yeah, yeah, you would do. And then, yeah. <laughs> so 2018, not much was going on. Or was well, there... well, I guess another club that went back to a period of success would be the West Coast Eagles. Uh, so what West Coast Eagles did was they had they'd sort of gone to a tri panel and navy blue. Uh, 2016-17, they'd been wearing navy blue, but they'd gone back to the original Eagle Wings design. And then in 2018, uh, they actually went back to the royal blue with the gold eagle wings. Right. And so, yeah. you could probably say that worked for them as well. They won the flag that year, right? <laughs> what, they, they, uh, they've had some success in that jumper too. So, yes, um, oh. I it's remember all... the 2018 grand final. Mm. It's almost a... kick from six rows back in the <laughs> six rows back in the grandstand room. Yeah. Dom Sheed, right? Um, I believe that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Dom Sheed. So, yes. So they've um, they've gone back to a, a re- representation of success mm. and had success in it. Yes, it's almost almost a trend. Um, so then, <laughs> 2019. We'll just move on. What's on? Uh, 2019 Anything? was not a lot. No. Uh, now, 2019 was another banner year where there weren't a lot of changes, thankfully. There's a few sponsor changes and things like that, but not. Um, I don't know of any massive, um, you know, design changes or, or things that really changed terribly much, um, yeah, in footy jumpers. Mm. Then um, just move yeah, on. Then. Nothing. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no, no, Not that interesting. <laughs> so then, um, twenty twenty, we have the sponsor logo introduction above the numbers, right? Yeah, we did. Well, yes. So, uh, well, so the AFL told this story. They said, "What we're going to do is we're going to allow clubs to make up for lost revenue." We're going to allow them to put a sponsor logo above the numbers because. They won't be getting any gate receipts. They won't be getting any, you know, people in the door. Uh, so we're going to get them to put – We get, it's going to be okay. They're going to put a sponsor logo above the numbers. Well, obviously, it's still there. And realistically, I think they'll remain there forever and these, this will be the reason that we'll never see players' names on jumpers or one of them. But, that, yeah, that's that space – had in a lot of cases been the domain of um, club history sort of stuff, like Sydney have SMFC, uh, Western Bulldogs had FFC, uh, Brisbane had BBFFC. You know, they all had something mm. above their their numbers that represented the history of the club. And they've all, well, Sydney and Port Adelaide have moved theirs to the collar, but... A lot of the other clubs have moved it to the front of the jumpers, or you know, moved it somewhere else because that space is now. If you know, each club now has a above the number sponsor, and I think that's now uh, you'd probably consider that a permanent change, and that's not something that's going away. Yeah, and that was just driven by revenue. Do you think that would have happened if the COVID season sort of wasn't so impactful on money? That's that's an interesting question. Um, I would suggest it's probably something the AFL's wanted to do and has just used this as a 
excuse or a you know a reason to do it. Having said that, um, yeah, if COVID doesn't happen, I don't know. Maybe maybe they just stay status quo. Um, yeah, I mean, I am not in the um, AF. Yeah, mind reading what the AFL do is uh, is not really my business. Mm, no one's business. Um... Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't think they know themselves. Yeah. So, so do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, do you think? Um, really, I'm just they, they're going to introduce more regions on the jumper for sponsorships in the future. Like, is this sort of the start you reckon, or no? Oh, I don't know how much more you can do. I know probably one thing I would say. There's a trend, particularly with the AFLW jumpers for this season, and that is to have. A, like a league-wide sponsorship, which is the Telstra logo at the bottom of the neck, and then the manufacturer's logo, that gets put in a like on the shoulder, and that's all the AFLW teams, with the exception of Hawthorne for some reason. I'm not exactly sure what that's about, but all of the AFLW jumpers for Season 7 now have... The AFL logo or AFLW logo, they have the sponsor logo and then they have the Telstra logo at the bottom of the neck. Um, and then the Cotton On logo is on the shoulder. I would su- And we've already got Gold Coast and St Kilda have that sponsorship position taken up with, I think, uh, well, uh, I'm going to say like a pool place. Um Hang on, I can look this up. It's it's some they do like hot tubs or something. That's the mm. that's the Gold Coast. Yeah, Plungy, Plungy. Is that right? So Plungy <laughs> do um, do Gold Coast and then some Kilders. Uh, used to be Dare. I'm not sure if it still is. Yeah, it still is. So Dare chocolate, uh, Dare milk um, are the um, and Kilda sponsor. And so I think that sponsorship place is probably the next likely position. Uh, for clubs to start selling advertising in. I don't know where else you'd start putting it unless they move the AFL logo and maybe they move the AFL logo to under the neck, which is like the NFL do, and then have sponsorship in the place of where the AFL logo is on the jumpers. That would be another option. Yeah, right. I mean, surely surely they'll try and figure something out. They love, need sponsorship, love the sponsorship on the jumpers. Well, they seem to, yes, but then you've still got to have people, companies that are willing to pay for that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, whether it's economically viable for companies to throw the sort of money that clubs are looking for and then what do clubs actually do with the money that they get and do they spend that money responsibly, you know, do they need the money that they're getting? Mm. So here's another question for yeah. Yeah, another podcast. Yeah. Um, moving back on the timeline then. So that was 2020. So 2021 yes. mentioned the GWS change with their home jumpers. Was that... Um, yeah. I remember, was that Heath Shaw? Was he involved in he this was process? The heater. He was. The heater. Yeah, so he, um, he retired at the end of 2020 and then became a fashion designer. And, uh, well, I mean, it's redesigned the GWS jumpers. He moved the G from the side to the middle. Right. That's it. Um, right, nice. And, and came up with the all orange and uh, all charcoal jumpers 
that are the same. So, uh, what, so do you know much about what's, what's, what's the go with that? I mean, what's the point of moving the G across the side and why was an ex-player doing it? Uh, no, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I mean, uh, look, maybe, maybe Heath wants to get involved in that side of business. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, realistically, I never really thought much of the G being on the side of the jumper cut off as it was, it, it doesn't ever seem to have made a great deal of sense to me. Um, you know, if you have that G as your logo, it may as well be front and centre on the Guernsey. Um, you know, I think it's a better position, certainly, than it was tucked over on the side and then cut off by the side panel where the jumpers are made of elastic on the side. And so because they're... Yeah, they're printed in different parts. Uh, it cut off the G, so it wasn't the full G on the side of the jumpers, any rate, in the most part. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's an improvement, but mm. you know, it's it's still an orange and charcoal jumper with a white G on the front. <laughs> yeah, right. So, then this year, twenty twenty two, anything happen? Any changes? Not really, just more of the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think what we've had is what we suffered from the last two years is that with the lockdown and I guess what you know people perhaps don't understand, jumpers that get jumpers that get used in twenty twenty two were designed in twenty twenty one. They had to be uh, designed, approved um, the AFL had to approve them. All of that had to take place in 2021 to then be manufactured in time for the 2022 season. Uh, so I think we talked about the last year, or last week, the the process that it takes. You know, you've got to design the jumpers, then you've got to digitise, you know, get the jumpers into a form that you can print them. You've got to get them approved by... The club, you've also got to get them approved by the AFL because it becomes their product once they've approved it. You know, an Essendon jumper, black with a red sash, that belongs to the AFL licensing department. doesn't belong to um, anyone else. Uh, so then from there, once digitised, it ne needs to be manufactured. They manufacture them in every, well, like the Indigenous round jumpers, they will do two of every jumper for the blood rule. They'll do them in every single number on the playing list. And then those clubs with VFL teams, uh, they will also have, uh, you know, some of them will also have that Indigenous jumper. So Essendon, for example, have a VFL team. That VFL team, we're the same design as the AFL team, but, of course, it's got all of the VFL sponsors on it. Uh, it also has to have the number on the front as well as the number on the back for TV. And so, you know, so now they've got all of those jumpers in all the club, all the numbers that, you know, possibly a player might play in. Uh, so all of that has to happen before those jumpers get produced and delivered to the club. And so, yeah, so everything has to happen last year for it to appear this year. Right. So, so a bit of a knock-on yeah, effect. So, yeah, and so while everybody was locked down and not having meetings and just you know trying to find their feet again, um, 
stuff didn't get done. And we'll find that now that everything's opened up in 2022, that in 2023, you'll see, you know, different designs and, and different looks and so on. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So then there's mm. probably going to be some changes in the next season, do you reckon, or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There'll be, I mean, somebody will do something. I mean, well, as we know, you know, there'll be different Anzac jumpers for four clubs at least. Uh, there'll be Indigenous round jumpers for all 18 clubs. Some of them might use the same design. Some of them will have a, a new design. And and there'll be one-off jumpers for various events based on, you know, the year three. Uh, so 1963, 73, 83, look for some sort of celebration of premierships, uh, clubs, I think, Richmond might have started in 1883, I think, maybe. Um, I think that's right. I'll have to look that up. But, um, mm. yeah, oh, it's on their, it's on their logo, 1885, so that's nothing to do with Yeah, I was completely wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, things like that. So, Or maybe it's St Kilda, 1873, um, I'm thinking of. But, yeah, so clubs that have been around for certain periods of time you know i would expect one-off jumpers for them for next year uh and as i say they'll be they'll have already designed that jumper and the the club will have already approved that jumper and then uh the afl need to approve it then it gets digitized then it gets worn or yeah. manufactured and then it gets worn you know it's it's, it's a real process so um yeah so that's uh that's probably a wrap. That's yeah, um, a wrap for twenty two, but also the series leading from the start and the, the early changes up till up to this season. Sort of, this is the last one for this series. So, you, if you yeah. haven't checked it out, you can go back and listen to them all, get the the picture and get the idea of how things have changed from back in the the canvas rickety lace ups to what we're doing today with graphic design and all that. It's yeah, really interesting, different change. But um, yeah, yeah I think we've covered it all. Yeah, I think so. There's probably plenty more, but um, yeah. And then we'll wrap it up for this season, and then next season we'll jump into going off into a whole bunch of different series and one-off designs and different different little aspects like that. Is that right, Rob? Yeah, we've got uh, lots of plans, and so uh, we'd probably look to do the same sort of thing uh, every, well, maybe every week, maybe every two weeks, but uh, probably the same number of episodes. And, yeah, we'll be running right through the 2023 season. Oh, sounds good. Well, um, that's we'll call it a wrap for now. And thanks for tuning in and hope that you enjoyed the yeah, series. Thanks, everyone. And, yeah, we will catch you next season. All righty. Thanks. See yes. you later.